ASVY Sonoma. Good morning. This is your old friend Harvey Firestein reminding you that this show is sponsored today by Cole Porter. Not really. It's sponsored by El Segundo Tuna. I love El Segundo Tuna. It's always tasty and it's delicious and it's reliably good. And remember that it's 100% American fished off the coast of Southern California's beautiful downtown El Segundo. I love it there, Richard's Antiques. Oh boy, did I find some great things there. I found something once owned by Ramon Navarro. They're not sponsoring this show, but they're a good friend of El Segundo Tuna. Now remember that El Segundo Tuna comes in a can or a pouch. And from every pouch to every can, it's always guaranteed to put a smile on your pan. Due to some violent content, parental discretion is advised. Hello! 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 Turn on that radio and back here. The cops ain't likely to catch up with us, not tonight. So we can all be quiet and peaceable and have a few beers together and listen to the music. And not make any wrong moves. Because I may as well tell you folks that old Ruby there with the gun, he's pretty nervous and jumpy. He's got the itch between his fingers. So let's everybody stay where they are. Climbing up the ladder, up, up, to find someone who waits for me. Got to date with an angel, got to meet her at seven. Got a date with an angel, and I'm on my way to heaven. She's so lovely beside me, and whatever betide me, Got an angel to guide me, so I'm on my way to heaven. Soon I'll hear the bells ring out, and the choir will sing out. When the pearly gates swing out, oh, she'll beckon to me. And I've been waiting a lifetime for this evening of seven. Got a date with an angel, and I'm on my way to heaven.
about a date with an angel. Mr. Hal Kemp and his orchestra with Skinny Ennis, the drummer, on the vocal. From 1937, we heard that great little tune that was reprised from an early recording that they did on the Brunswick label. Good morning and welcome to Jeff's Joint. Hal Kemp is our man of the half hour. And at the 11.30 mark, we will go back to the golden age of radio. And then at 12 noon, we will salute a great band with Dolly Dawn, the vocalist, Mr. George Hall and his Taft Hotel Orchestra. Welcome to Jeff's Joint. I am Jeff Gilbert, and we'll be for the next two hours as we invite you to join us right here in the studio off the main studios where the password is always swordfish to join the young old timers. And we're glad that you've joined us. Thanks for tuning in, and stay with us on our salute to Hal Kemp this morning. So we will start off from 1938, all recorded in the Victor Studios in New York City, and sadly, Hal Kemp lost his life very young, at the, very in his 30s, and he passed away in 1940. But we'll have uh, his last recordings, and that's what we're going to be playing here, some of the last stuff he did on the Victor label when he joined them in 1937. And here we are in the studio off the main studios on the turntable. We have one up. It's Small Fry. Judy Starr is the vocalist, and this was recorded in New York in May of 1938 on the 12th in the beautiful Studio B of RCA Victor Studios. Victor back then. But anyway, here we go with Judy Starr with a tune that came out of the movie Sing You Sinners that marked Donald O'Connor's debut in film and with his co-star Bing Crosby, Fred McMurray, and uh, Elizabeth Patterson. Sing You Sinners was the film. Johnny Mercer was the songwriter. Without further ado, play that shellac. Radio song 
Naturally, Harry Wilford on the vocal, and we also heard Small Fry with Judy Starr on the vocal. Hal Kemp and his orchestra from May 12, 1938, both sides of a clean 78. We're going to go to the first recording session. After 10 years with Brunswick, Mr. Hal Kemp went over to the Victor label where he did some of his 
great recordings and his last recordings up to 1940 in October was the last session, and we'll have that as well coming up. But we have the first session right now for Victor. On June 1st, 1937, the band stepped into the New York studios of Victor and cut this great little tune that was written by Ted Kohler and Burton Lane for a little movie that Jack Benny starred in called Artisan Models. And we'll also play the flip side, which is another tune from the same film, but Leo Robin and Frederick Hollander wrote Whispers in the Dark, and Bob Allen is on the vocal of Whispers in the Dark, and drummer Skinny Ennis comes forth to the microphone now to sing for you, Stop, You're Breaking My Heart. Take it and grin And how you're rubbing it in Because you know that I'm in love with you I'm so, you're so Oh, I don't know, I'm just losing all hope You're much, too much I'm just about at the end of my rope So stop upsetting my cart Look out, I'm starting to burn The worm will certainly turn If you don't stop, stop Stop, 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 you're breaking my heart.
in the dark Two shadows in the night So gentle and so tender That every little word is like a song Of sweet delight Whispers in the dark How heavenly they seem When lips and arms surrender And every little kiss is like a dream Within a dream But soon the breezes whisper to the trees That dawn is near So soon their little paradise of love Will disappear Whispers in the dark While stars are in the blue Upon a night like this perhaps I'll hear those little whispers in the dark From you songs from the movie Artisan Models that was produced on the Paramount lot and starred Mr. Jack Benny and a few other irregulars back in 1937. Those uh, two recordings came uh, from the RCA Victor Studios in New York, June 1st, 1937. Bob Allen vocally on Whispers in the Dark and Skinny Ennis coming from the drum section to come to the microphone to sing Stop Your Breaking My Heart. The flip side of each. There you have it right here on Jeff's joint at 19 minutes past the hour. Here's one that Raymond Scott had a lot of success with, and it actually appeared in the movie Sally, Irene, and Mary. And Raymond Scott and his quartet were actually in the film, but you never really saw them. They were in the background sequeltered, uh, sequestered or something. But anyway, here we are, and we're sequestered right here in the studio off the main studio. Trying to get 78s on this turntable is no easy task. From July 24th, 1939, we bring you Hal Kemp and his orchestra, with a Raymond Scott composition in an 18th century drawing room. It may sound a little familiar to you. Thank you. 
you look at me and you smile The Hudson's as green as an eye Baby, it's delightful, delightful delirium When I'm with you When you hold my hand in the dark The corner's a beautiful part Baby, it's delightful, delightful delirium When I'm with you Oh, you've got me Between the devil and your deep blue eyes You've got me Between the devil and your great big sighs Don't you ever leave me for years Don't ever bring my heart to tears Cause baby, it's delightful, delightful delirium When I'm with you and his orchestra with Bob Allen vocally, Delightful Delirium, from February 21st, 1939, in the Victor Studios of New York. And we also heard in an 18th century drawing room, Raymond Scott's uh, the adapter of that uh, song that was written by a long hair a few centuries ago, but I can't remember which one. But anyway, there you had it from July 24th, 1939, pretty much a Raymond Scott arrangement of in an 18th century drawing room with Hal Kemp and his band. Let's go to Hal Kemp's last session here in our last couple of numbers before we go back to the golden age of radio. It was October 30th, 1940, and two months later he would lose his life while traveling by car with his wife up to uh, San Francisco on Highway 5 somewhere around, I think, Fresno or somewhere. He was struck by a truck, and he lasted a couple of days after that, but he passed away, and his band was taken over by the singer Art Jarrett, who was married to uh, Eleanor Holm, one of the uh, great Billy Rose stars of the Aquacade. But here we are, and we're getting ready. We have to do this. It's Janet Blair is the vocalist by this time, and what a great girl she was, a great girl singer. And here she is with So You're the One.
Well, how do you do? Well, I'm the one who waited for you. I wondered how I'd know you. My heart said, leave it to me. And here you are, which goes to show you how smart a heart can be. So you're the one. Well, what do you know? Say, I'm the one who needed you so. I don't know where you came from, but I'm awfully glad you're here. Just like that, I loved you, so you're the one, my dear.
from the last recording session of Hal Kemp's October 30th, 1940 in New York in the Victor Studios with Janet Blair vocally on both tunes, Walking by the River, who was written by Una Mae Carlisle, and we heard So You're the One. And Hal Kemp would sadly pass away from injuries sustained in a car accident. His wife would survive, and the band members uh, continued to work, but with a leaderless band for about another couple of months after that to fulfill many of the engagements that Hal Kemp had ahead. Probably about four or five months ahead, but anyway. Art Jarrett was the guy that took over the band, and that's the end of our salute here to uh, Hal Kemp and his great orchestra. Well, it's 11.33. We're a little over the half-hour mark, but that's okay. We're going to play you a Command Performance USA from November 10th, 1942, with your host, Jack Benny, with guest Cass Daly, and, of course, Eddie Rochester Anderson, Don Wilson will be doing the announcing, and the lovely Alice Fay will make an appearance. So we hope you'll enjoy the Golden Age of Radio from the Armed Forces Radio Network on KSVY 91.3 FM. See you at the top of the hour. KSVY Sonoma. USA, the greatest entertainers in America, as requested by you, the fighting men of the United States Armed Forces throughout the world. Command Performance, presented this week and every week, till it's over, over there. Testing, one, two, three, four. Come in, Army, come in, Navy, come in, Coast Guard and U.S. Marines. Come in to all you nurses and civilian workers and you good people in all the United Nations. From the North Pole to the South Pole and around the equator, it's command performance time, answering the personal commands of you guys and gals who make up the high command on this number one show of yours. And right now, answering your first command, we're delighted to bring back for the fourth time that beloved character of screen and radio, Waukegan's gift to Rochester. A fellow who is known for his philanthropy, his generosity, a man who always gives till it hurts, that crybaby, Jack Benny. Thank you and hello, fellas. Mm, crybaby. Don, I, I can't understand those introductions of yours. First you say that I'm generous and I give till it hurts, and then you say I cry about it. I mean, what does that mean? Well, Jack, everybody knows that you're one of the best-hearted and most generous men in this town. Well, thank you. Except where money is concerned. <laughs> Don, Don, aren't you taking a lot of chances for a fellow who is too fat to work at Lockheed? <laughs> Look, Don, Don, I'm not tight. Certainly you're not tight, Jack. When you do a cheap, petty mercenary act, it's really not you. It's not? No, it's just one side of your dual personality. My... my dual personality? Yes, everyone has a dual personality, has two sides. Even I have, just like a coin has heads and tails. I see. 
Well, from where I'm standing, brother, you didn't come up heads. <laughs> and besides, Don, this is a command performance and no place to discuss dual personalities. Well, all right, Jack. If you want to go on through life not knowing why you're cheap, it's all right with me. I don't want to know anything about it. I'm cheap, and that's that. And if it... Now, wait a minute. Now, don't get excited, Jack. Your condition isn't unusual. You're simply a split personality. Haven't you ever heard of schizophrenia? Don, there are children and Marines listening in. <laughs> so watch it, will you? But, Jack, schizophrenia is merely a scientific word meaning the two sides to every man, his ego and his alter ego. Look, Don, we'll talk about this later. Look, I'm master of ceremonies here, and I have a lot of people to introduce. So take your big, fat schizophrenia and get out of here. <laughs> well, fellas, it won't be long before Command Performance celebrates its first birthday on the biggest worldwide radio network any show ever had. And another hit that goes in all directions is a very talented young lady from Paramount Studios. So, gang, hold on to your G.I. hats. We're going for another ride with Cass Daly. Say not long ago I took a trip down to old Mexico Stepped in a gay cafe To pass the evening away Mexicano smiled at me and introduced himself as Senor Hennessy. I just wanted company, but the Senor wanted more from me. But soon he began to begin. <laughs> Said, uh, no harm is meant by Senor Hennessy. In fact, my wife will soon be here, you see. No sooner had he said those words to me when and walked Mrs. Hennessy. Did I worry? You can bet your life I did. Then my system and I began to shake. She called me a homewrecker and a snake And there were other names Even worse to take But I can't talk about that <laughs> I just said goodbye now I gotta go now She said, okay, you may, my dear But not the way you came in here So prepare to die now. <laughs> then with the twist of a wrist, she hit me with a fist 
hand in her fist was a bottle of ice cold cola. It knocked out every mola. This pretty little poppy looked like a mess. I tried to hold her, but couldn't control her as she kicked me in my She got more applause than I did. <laughs> that was, uh, that was Cass Daly, who appeared here tonight through the courtesy of Paramount Pictures. You know, fellas, I used to be with the Paramount studio. In fact, the last picture I made there was Love Thy Neighbor with Fred Allen. Um, uh, Fred Allen, if you'll pardon the expression, I mean... In fact, that was the last picture I made there. I, I liked it, though. It was one of those educational pictures. I knew it was educational because after the producer saw it, he says, this will teach us a lesson. <laughs> oh, well. And now, fellas, command performance. Uh, recently got a letter from a Marine sergeant on uh, Guadalcanal who has this to say. Uh, Guadalcanal is not quite the ideal place for a guy to continue his piano lessons. And anyway, I'm practicing on machine guns these days, helping to teach the Japs not to monkey with the U.S. Marines. But I do miss the piano. So how about command performance, dishing out a, help, a helping of Gershwin? Yes, sir, Sergeant, we'll do just that with Alfred Newman and his orchestra. A medley of Gershwin songs played on two pianos by those two personalities. You see, Jack, that's just what I was talking about, dual personalities. Don, I don't care to discuss it. Schizophrenia yet. <laughs> and fellas, here they are, Hollywood's ace piano team, Marlene Fingerly and Arthur Shutt. Go ahead, kids. <laughs>
That was lovely and very fine music. And believe me, I know, for I'm a musician myself. <laughs> you know, the last, uh, the last time I was on command performance, I played a duet with a fellow named uh, Yasha Heifetz. <laughs> of course, he plays better than I do because, you see, he started on the violin three weeks before I did. <laughs> three weeks of music makes a lot of difference. In fact, you should hear the difference. <laughs> anyway, when Yash and I stepped up to the microphone... Say, Jack, I've just thought of a very simple way to explain that dual personality to you. Look, I told you, Don, I'm not interested. But it's simple. It's what you call your conscience, your evil self, your inner man. My... my inner what? Your inner man. We all have one. You have a little man inside of you, and I have one inside of me. Well, at least yours can roam around once in a while. <laughs> Now, Don, look, Don, will you do me a favor? I don't want to hear any more about inner man, outer man, or schizophrenia. To me, that's a lot of bunk. In the first place, I'll take it. Hello? Hello, Mr. Benny, this is Rochester. Rochester, I told you never to call me up in the middle of a command broadcast. Well, this is important, boss. I was just leaving the house, and I thought I'd better tell you I put the key under the map. Now, wait a minute. Who told you you could have the night off? Well, I thought I'd like to take Carmichael to see Mrs. Miniver. <laughs> well, that's silly. Why would my polar bear go to Mrs. Miniver? He wants to see if it's anything like the book. <laughs> Look, now, now, don't give me that stuff. If you want to go out with your girl tonight, come right out and say so. Okay. Can I go out with my girl tonight? No. Can I go out for just an hour? No. Well, can I invite her over to the house? No. We're in a rut, boss. Let's start over. <laughs> now, look, Rochester, before I left the house, I gave you some fan mail pictures to send out. As soon as you're through with them, you can go out with your girl. That may be too late. She ain't the truest thing in town. <laughs> well, that's your worry. Now, mail out, mail out all those pictures. And be sure to send the out-of-town ones airmail. I ain't got no stamps. No stamps? What'd you do with that $10 I gave you this morning to buy them with? Well, I'll tell you, boss. I was on my way to the drugstore this afternoon to get them and... All the way over, I kept saying, stamps, stamps, stamps. Uh-huh. And just before I got there, I stopped in the garage where a friend of mine works. Uh-huh. And the uh, next thing I knew, I was on my knees saying, seven, seven, seven. <laughs> I see. So you lost that $10 shooting craps, eh? We prefer to call it Mississippi Bridge. <laughs> I don't care what you prefer. My $10 you lost is coming out of your next week's salary. The whole $10? Yes, all of it. That's a neat trick if you can do it. (laughs) 
I can, so don't worry. Now, goodbye. Goodbye. Oh, say, boss. Now what? I was listening to the program, and I heard Mr. Wilson say that there were two of you, that you have an inner man. Well, what about it? Which one do I speak to about a raise? <laughs> you speak to nobody. Goodbye. Always worrying about a raise. I don't Now, fellows, by worldwide command of the AEF, Command Performance presents a very busy young lady who sells bonds, goes on camp tours, works at the canteen, makes motion pictures, and has the additional burden of being married to my band leader, Phil Harris. Your favorite singing star of dozens of your favorite pictures, lovely Alice Faye. Thank you, Jack. And I know Phil will be awfully flattered by that charming build-up. As for me, I'd like to thank all you men who write me those very beautiful letters, especially Paul, Les, Mac, Bud, and Jim at APO 832. Yes, boys, Pop Harris is coming along nicely. <laughs> Love to Ray Carr and the Bunker Buds, to Johnny Manns at APO 963, and to Bob Godwin somewhere in the Pacific. And for all of you who placed orders for that certain tune, just bend an ear. Come on and hear, come on and hear, Alexander's Ragtime Band. Come on and hear, come on and hear, it's the best band in the land. They can play a bugle call like you never heard before So natural that you want to go to war It's just the bestest band What am on my honey land Come on along, come on along Let me take you by the hand Up to the man, up to the man Who's the leader of the band And if you care to hear the Swanee River Played in ragtime, come on and hear Come on and hear Alexander's Ragtime Band. They can play a bugle call like you never heard before. So natural that you want to go to war. That's just the bestest band. What I am, oh, my honey lamb, come on along. Come on along, let me take you by the hand Up to the man, up to the man Who's the leader of the band And if you care to hear the Swanee River Played in ragtime Come on in here, come on in here Alexander's ragtime band Thank you, thank you, Alice. That was really swell. Oh, thank you, Jack. Oh, Alice, I noticed you uh, came down to the broadcast alone. Uh, where, uh, Where's Phil tonight? Well, it's the maid's night out, and Phil's staying home with the baby for a change. <laughs> for a change? I should hope so, yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, tell me, Alice, confidentially, you know, as well as I know Phil, I don't mm. know, but tell me, what, what is Phil like around the house, oh, Alice? You won't believe this, Jack, but around the house, Phil is one of the quietest, most reserved mouse-like people. Honestly, he's, he's a completely different man. See, Jack? There's a perfect example of what I was talking about. Phil Harris, Phil Harris has a dual personality. Don, Don, what are you talking about? Exactly what I've been trying to explain to you. Phil is like everybody else. He has a good side and an evil side, a smart side and a corny side. A what? A smart side and a corny side. Why does he have to show so much favoritism? <laughs> I tell you, I just don't believe in this dual personality stuff. Well, I don't see why not, Jack. Even Phil believes in it. It's as simple as two and two. Oh, yeah? If you think two and two is so simple, just ask Phil to add it up sometime. <laughs> Sister. No. <laughs> guess that last crack got her. <laughs> Dual personality. Hmm. Take you, for instance, Alice. You're always the same sweet, lovable girl. Oh, that's nice of you, Jack, but you only see the good side of me. You know, there are times when that part seems completely to leave my body. Yeah, but look what you got left. <laughs> Ah, dual personality. But, Jack, it's so simple. Don, look at I'm going crazy. If you mention that once more, I'm going to positively walk out of here. Jack, can't you see? It's your alter ego, like Jekyll and Hyde. That's all, brother. Command performance or no command performance, I'm going home. So long. That Don Wilson gets on a subject, he doesn't know when to stop. Imagine a fella having an alter ego, a Jekyll and Hyde, an inner man. That's a lot of bunk. Oh, well, such a lovely evening, I think I'll walk home. Gee, I wish I had a cigar. Here's a cigar store, I think I'll stop in here and get one. Well, sir, what can I do for you? I'd, uh, I'd like a cigar, please. Yes, sir, what kind? Oh, I don't know. Something, something mild. Well, here's a nice mild cigar for a quarter. A quarter, eh? <laughs> and uh, here's one a little stronger for ten cents. I see. Well, gee, I don't know which one to get. This, this one's a quarter and that one's ten cents, eh? Yes, sir. Well, I don't know. I, I like the looks of that quarter one. And yet... You know which cigar you're going to take, Jack Benny. <laughs> what? You're going to take that ten cent one. You always take the ten cent one. Yes, but the, the quarter cigar's milder, and it's much better for my throat. A lot you care about your throat. <laughs> now, wait a minute. Who are you? I'm your alter ego. Your inner man. Yeah? Well, you get your cigar, and I'll get mine. <laughs> Come on, take that ten-cent one, and let's get going. No, no, I won't take it. 
I want that quarter one. You hear? I want that quarter cigar. I know you want that quarter cigar. But remember, Jack Benny, if you buy the one for a dime, you save 15 cents. 15 cents, 15 cents, 15 cents, 15 cents. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Stop it. Stop it. I don't care about the money. I don't care what I save. I want that mild cigar. Hey, mister, give me that quarter cigar. Yes, sir. Jack. <laughs> Jack, are you crazy? Reflect a little. That cigar costs a quarter. Two dimes and a nickel. Think, man. Think! Okay. Hold it, mister. Hold it, please. Make up your mind, will you? Which cigar do you want? Take it easy. I'm in conference. <laughs> Oh, I don't know what to do. I want that quarter cigar. And yet... You want that ten-cent one. I said the quarter one. The ten-cent one. The quarter one. The ten-cent one. All right, give me the ten-cent one. I'll take it. I'll take it. I knew this would happen to me. I knew it. I knew it. Say, this ten-cent cigar isn't so bad after all. Doggone, it's a good smoke. <laughs> but the quarter one would have been better. <laughs> Where are you going now, Jackie? Oh, come on home with me. We'll play gin rummy. <laughs> fellas, as the foreman of the Nazi swing ship said when a bomb hit the munitions factory, that's all for tonight. But before we wind up the clock and put out the cat, we'd like to say that your big show will be open for business again next week, same time. And our business is filling the orders you send in. And don't forget it. On command performance, your credit is good. Just your signature on that letter. That's all it takes. Until later then, this is Jack Benny speaking from the USA and reminding the Axis that American troops are only 500 miles from the toe of the Italian boot. And brother, that ain't far from that heel in Berlin. Go on. <laughs> And there you have Jack Benny as the host of the Armed Forces Radio Services Program, Command Performance, from November 10th, 1942. It's two minutes past the hour of noon, right here in the studio off the main studios. Thanks for tuning in. This is Jeff's Joint, and we'll continue in our next 
segment here for the next uh, 58 minutes or so, saluting the great orchestra of George Hall and his Taft Hotel Orchestra. Stay with us. KSVY Sonoma. George Hall and his Taft Hotel Orchestra from December 27, 1933, recorded in New York in the Victor Studios, Good Morning Glory. And that came out of a little film called Sitting Pretty, I believe, that starred Jack Haley and Ginger Rogers, and I believe Jack Oakey, a hard movie to come by. It's 12.05, and we're glad that you've joined us for our last hour here in the studio off the main studios where we are saluting George Hall and when he discovered Dolly Dawn we'll go over to the Dolly Dawn and her Dawn Patrol recordings that George did under the pseudonym of Dolly Dawn you know he was the band backing her up but uh, it made it sound like she had her own band and she was only about 14 years old this great little singer but that was Loretta Lee on the one we just heard and we're gonna play a few of the early cuts before uh, Dolly joined the band and we're getting into it right here. Our turntables are ready, and we hope we have it up on the turntable. Yes, it's up there, and it's ready to go. A beautiful recording from March 12, 1934, with Barry Wells vocally, Infatuation. 
lips that thrilled me To eyes met mine and they revealed Infatuation Your words were tender Should I surrender Could I find happiness In your infatuation Many moons have vanished I've changed my point of view Gone is every doubt I ever knew Forget the past, dear I'm sure at last, dear I know that this is love And not infatuation
George Hall and his Taft Hotel Orchestra with Blue and Love, September 14th, 1934, recorded in the New York studios, of course, of Victor. Alan Church, the vocalist, and before that we heard from March 15th, 1933, in the same situation, Loretta Lee vocally with Cabin in the Pines. And we opened up from March 12th, 1934, Mr. Barry Wells vocally on Infatuation, all George Hall and his Taft Hotel Orchestra. Here's his vocalist, Loretta Lee, with three in a row, starting off with I Was in... He 
tried a soft caress I answered yes, I must confess That I was in the mood mm -hmm. I thought that he'd better speak to my mother Cause you know how mothers are When she had given her blessing And father said now you may call me Pa Cause Pa was in the mood mm -hmm. To see his daughter Preacher says to you, he said I do, and I did too, cause I was in the mood.
that my angel was just the devil. lovely Loretta Lee vocally on What About Me and How Could You Face Me, both recorded on September 14, 1934 in the Victor Studios in Manhattan. And before that, we heard December 27, 1933, also Lee on the vocal, I Was in the Mood, three in a row by Loretta Lee with George Hall and his Taft Hotel Orchestra. Here's one with uh, 
the lovely uh, Loretta Lee. One, one, no, here we go. I see it now. I can't. I'm sorry. My eyesight's not as good as it is to look over at that turntable and read these tiny writing on the labels. But uh, it's When My Ship Comes In, a tune that was written for Eddie Cantor, and I cannot re- remember the name of the movie that that was in. Kid Millions? But uh, I'm pretty sure it was. When My Ship Comes In, Alan Church vocally, right here on KSVY 91.3 FM.
girl One kiss and I knew it was okay to If you wash dishes, I dry dishes I dry dishes, I'm ambitious Okay to Okay to If you like me like I like you I know nobody knew will do it Okay to Okay to If you say yes, I say yes If you say no, then it's no go Taft Hotel Orchestra, Sonny Schuyler on the vocal with Loretta Lee that time, I Won't Dance, which came out of the 1935 RKO hit picture, 
Roberta, that starred Irene Dunn, Randolph Scott, and Fred Astaire and Ginger Rogers, who introduced that great tune in that film. And before that, we heard from Kid Millions, an Eddie Cantor film, OK Toots. That was Loretta Lee. And we opened up with When My Ship Comes In, Alan Church vocally on that one. And also that tune came out of Kid Millions with Eddie Cantor, a Samuel Goldwyn production back in 1934. Well, in 1935, Dolly Dawn joined the George Hall Band. Here's three by Dot. Well, here's one by Dolly, and we'll get a we'll get a few more in here before we uh, take off. But uh, starting off with Weatherman from July 12, 1935, the lovely Dolly Dawn. <laughs> Thank you. 
try to put you in a song that the world would sing and play. But no matter how I end my song, it always starts this way. If you ask how much I love you, this is all that I can say. Every minute of the hour, every hour of the day, I am always dreaming of you, loving you the same old way. Every minute of the hour, every hour of the day.
George Hall and his Taft Hotel Orchestra, featuring Dolly Dawn vocally on all three. From 1936, we heard It's a Sin to Tell a Lie. From 35, we heard Every Minute, Every Hour. And from July 12th of 35, Weatherman, Dolly Dawn. A band within the band became the Dawn Patrol, and we have those cuts up for you right now. Dolly Dawn and her Dawn Patrol.
gives you away Oh, you got yourself on a jam You're gonna lose your honey lamb Cause you can't pull the wool over my
And there you have the lovely Dolly Dawn with her Dawn Patrol, a band within a band, George Hall and his Taft Hotel Orchestra. November of 1935 was Shine, or no strings, rather, from September 14th, 1935. We didn't have time to play Shine. You Can't Pull the Wool Over My Eyes from April of 1936. And from March 4th, 1937, It's the Mood I'm In. It's the Mood I'm In. Ots. Anyway, eins, weins, treins. This is Jeff's Joint, and we are ready to take off, and uh, we'll be back again next week. We hope you'll join us. Thanks for tuning in, as always. And we'll close out with the old maestro. Stay tuned now for Michelle Saga right here on KSVY. From all the young old-timers from the studio off the main studio, I am Jeff Gilbert, and we'll be again next week. And sometime in the middle of that time, I might be again. But... On Monday next week from 11 to 1, join us right here. Until next time, keep your sunny side up and please, please try to do it with your pants on. you all may tune in again keep the old maestro always in your skin yowza 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 au revoir this is Ben Burney ladies and gentlemen and all the lads wishing you a bit of pleasant dreams may good luck and happiness success good health attend your schemes and don't forget Should you ever, ever send in your requester, why, we'll show try to do our best, yowza. Au revoir, a bon cheerio, a bit of a tweet-tweet, God bless you, and pleasant.